Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The FT. An inflation special for The Money Show this week. First up, how to inflation-proof your pension. Dividends are on the rise this year, but where can you find the highest yielders to top up your income? And with energy bills for households soaring, we look at top tips to cut your costs. All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Alice Ross, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Joe Cumbo. Hello. Elaine Moore. Hello. And our special studio guest, Rob Bergman, director at Bruin Dolphin. Hello. So let's start with the money news. This week, figures showed that inflation soared to its highest level for three years last month. The Consumer Prices Index rose to 5.2% in September, up from 4.5% in August. The last time it was that high was back in September 2008. The Office for National Statistics, which compiled the figures, said the biggest upward pressure in inflation came from increases in gas and electricity charges. Those who stand to feel the most pain from the figures are savers and pensioners. I'm here to talk this through with Joe Cumbo and Elaine Moore. Joe, let's start with you. How bad is this for pensioners? Well, it is bad because um, inflation can have a huge impact on the purchasing power, particularly on those individuals who have fixed incomes and, secondly, older households who are far more reliant on energy use. They pay more of the proportion of their income on uh, electricity and gas, so they're really feeling it. Saga, um, a financial services provider, estimates that the real personal inflation um, for older households, those over 55, is running at more like 64 to 6.6%, so that you know their income, any increases that they have in the state pension or um, RPI-linked annuities, it's not going to keep pace at all. With, with how fast the costs of living are rising. Mm. You mentioned uh, RPI-linked annuities there, of course. Um, a lot of pensioners are on level annuities where they just, you know, they, they buy an income and it's exactly That's the same right, income the same for life. Much, yep, but you sure. can, you know, add this inflation-proofing to your pension. Now, what are the benefits of that, but what are the drawbacks? Because I know that you start at a lower level, don't you? Yes. Um, in RPI-linked annuities um, are, are linked to, to the RPI, mainly inflation-linked uh, retail 
prices index, which is higher than the CPI, which is a positive at the moment because it's always higher. But the starting income for these annuities is much lower. It can be as low as half. We had some figures drawn up this week which showed that for a healthy individual at the age of 65 with £100,000 to to buy an annuity, he could get a level annuity which pays the same amount each year for about £6,000 of income a year. Mm. This compares with an RPI-linked annuity of about 3700 a year. Mm. Now, over, over the course, we want to know how long it's going to take for that RPI-linked annuity to catch up with the income you could get from the level annuity, and it'll take about 18 years. So given those figures, it's not surprising that about 90% of all sales were for level annuities last year. Only 3% were people wanting to take that lower income with an RPI-linked annuity. Mm. So something to decide there. Let's move quickly on to Elaine. Um, the savers, what is the situation for them now? Can you find a savings account that will beat inflation? The short answer is no, I think. So if we look at the figures, what you need to get in a savings account in order to beat inflation, it's just horrendous. If you're a basic rate taxpayer, you need to find 6.5% in a savings account. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, you need to find 8.67%. And there's just no, there's nowhere that out there that will pay that. The best easy access account at the moment is paying 3.16%. That's from Derbyshire Building Society. That's got a bonus of 2.16%, which means that after a year, it comes back down to paying you 1% on your money. So your chances of beating inflation in a basic cash account are nil. You can, get, um, you can get some inflation-linked savings, I think? You can. So the very, very popular NSNI uh, savings certificates, which were linked to inflation, they've gone, unfortunately. They were fantastic. They were tax-free. Everybody liked them. They were very popular, but they were withdrawn because they were so popular. The post office is offering to pay 0.25 percentage points above any increase in RPI over a three-year term. So it's slightly complicated. And what you're actually banking on is that inflation is going to keep on rising. And that, of course, the Bank of England says won't happen. So it's up to you what you think is going to happen to prices. Mm. So in both situations for savers and pensioners, take a view on where you think inflation will go next. Thank you, Joe and Elaine. And for more on inflation and how to beat it, look out for articles by Joe and Elaine in this weekend's FT Money with the Weekend FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, how to cut your energy bills. First, though, dividends. This week, a report found that UK companies had increased their dividends across all sectors, paying out 16% more to investors in the third quarter of the year than the same period last year. Wealth managers are now urging investors able to take on some risk to consider buying equities that are yielding more than 4% as a way of topping up their income and trying to beat inflation. Elaine, you've been looking at the dividends that are on offer out there. Um, What are the best ideas for investors right now? I have. Well, the world of income investment has all become quite topsy-turvy. It's quite strange at the moment. So if we're looking at uh, the returns on 10-year gilts, which, you know, the really, really kind of classic investment if you're a, if you're an income investor, they're at historic lows at the moment. So what's happening is that people are turning to equities and they're looking for the stocks out there that can provide them with some of the most interesting uh, yields at the moment. And as we've heard in the third quarter, the yields have been pretty fantastic for the FTSE 100, although it's still quite concentrated on a fairly small number of stocks. So that's something to bear in mind. Rob Bergman has come in to talk to us about this. And Rob, you've done some research which shows that actually yields over a fairly significant period of time have been pretty good for investors. They've been very stable. And I think that's that's 
quite an attractive uh, feature at the moment, particularly as yields from government bonds and, and savings accounts have fallen so far. Um, we've looked at returns from uh, a balanced portfolio, which, which would typically comprise some element of, of bonds, some element of equity, some element of, of the delightfully named alternative uh, space, uh, which includes property and things like that. Um, and returns on that over the 10-year period have been really pretty stable between sort of between 3 and 4%, which has certainly, uh, as I say, been quite attractive for people given, given the volatility they've seen in other, in other areas. So we should say this 10-year period that we're looking at, this has been a pretty extraordinary 10-year period, so that makes the returns even more unusual. Were you expecting to see this sort of return? Well, it was particularly surprising because over that period, we've seen uh, dividends from the banking sector, which which at one stage accounted for more than 25% of the dividend yield on the FTSE 100 index uh, collapse. But of course, what you've seen is dividends from that area have gone, while dividends from from the oil sector, from the mining sector, and from other sort of utilities, tobacco, have all sort of risen quite sharply over that period. So it's, it's had sort of a, a natural balancing effect, if you like. I suppose what happened in the banking sector is quite a good uh, warning story for people who think of holding individual stocks. Oh, absolutely. You know, if, you, if you'd said to people uh, even even two or three years ago, which which if I had to pick one stock, which would it be? I mean, ignoring the banking sector for a moment, because the problems there were evident of, of a kind, people would may very well have steered you towards companies like BP. And as BP showed that sometimes, you know, individual companies, buying just one individual company exposes uh, investors to really an unacceptable level of stock-specific risk. Can we explain what happened with BP then? Well, BP, BP uh, had a, the big accident in the Gulf and was forced to sort of suspend its dividend payments. But now it's come back on and that's helped overall dividend yields to come Well, up. actually, funny enough, I mean, it, 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 again, it shows how, how the smoothing effect works because BP's dividend went, it's come back, and it, and it should rebuild over time. And so if we're looking at sectors, the classic sectors tend to be utilities, don't they? And how are they performing right now? Oh, I mean, the utility sector has done exactly what one would have hoped that it would do. It's been a defensive in capital terms, and it's been pretty defensive in income terms. So so companies like National Grid, Scottish and Southern uh, Energy have been very good sources of income for, for income investors. But aside from that, you know, you've also had the tobacco sector, we've had... Some of the some of the other financials, people like Royal and Sun Alliance, have been a, been a good source of, of income for people. The last one, uh, from a defensive sector point of view, was defensive, wasn't defensive, and now is defensive again. Is pharmaceuticals, where we've seen dividends on Glaxo rise over the last ten years from around forty three p to seventy four p per share, which is yes, yeah, that's pretty good over a over a difficult period, I think. But if we put in a, a slight warning caveat. For investors, if they see a very high yield, should that be a cause for concern sometimes? Yeah, by being attracted to a headline figure of a yield, I think investors need to make sure they've done the due diligence to make sure they understand why a dividend is the level it's at. Is it sustainable? Is it covered by company earnings? Um, so is there a sort of average yield that that we should consider to be the top end? Well, on the basis that it's better to, to travel than arrive, generally, as, as a rule of thumb, one should be looking at companies who are paying reasonable levels of, of income, i.e. sort of 4 or 5%, possibly higher if it's a utility, but also where those dividends are, A, sustainable, but perhaps more importantly, B, growing. Thank you, Rob and Elaine. And for more on dividends and what companies are in the best shape right now, read Elaine's article in the FT Money section this weekend and on our website, ft.com forward slash money. 
And finally today, energy bills. High energy prices were cited by the Office of National Statistics this week as the main culprit for September's shock rise in inflation figures. Over the past few months, consumers have seen a rapid rise in domestic gas and electricity bills, with annual bills rising to £1,345 a year for the average household, double the £740 average just five years ago. Um, Elaine, there must be something that consumers can do about this, hopefully. Well, the government has been meeting with energy suppliers this week to talk about how bills might be able to come down over the winter, and all that came out from that was that energy suppliers should make their bills a bit clearer and there will be a new website that will tell you the cheapest tariffs. The energy companies also, five of the big ones, all but EDF, have promised to freeze prices over winter, which is not massively generous when they've just hiked them up to these stratospheric levels. So if you're in your house and you're considering your bills this year, we've looked in FT Money this week of ways that you can act yourself to bring your cost down. One of the biggest is to switch supplier. And we've been banging the drum for this for a long time, but it, the savings are so huge. And what's absolutely shocking is that the same provider, this is Scottish Power, is offering one of the most expensive standard tariffs. It's also offering one of the cheapest online deals, because what they do is try to lure in new customers with these new deals. And then the old customers get stuck on rates that just keep going up. And why? how can you find out more about this? Why, why are people so unaware that they could be saving hundreds of pounds a year by switching supplier or just moving deals? Well, you can go to the price comparison websites, but it is actually fairly complicated. The bills that you get sent, they are very long-winded and they have a lot of details about the um, the tariff and how exactly it works. Also, the tariffs change depending on where you live in the country and how far away you are from the power supply. So it does make a difference in that way. So what that means is that depending on where you're on the country, different suppliers might give you a better deal. But if you're looking very broadly, you can go to someone like Money Supermarket you can see which provider has the cheapest tariffs right now. And as I said, Scottish Power's online. That's one of the best right now. You need to pay online. You need to pay by direct debit. Mm. So um, assuming that you decide to switch, is there anything else you can do? What about just kind of um, being more economical with your energy use in the home? There's a lot you can do, actually. Uh, if you change your light bulbs to the very energy efficient ones, a lot of people don't like them necessarily, but you can save yourself about 10 quid every year. Um, if you insulate your house, so if you put insulation into the cavities between your walls, if you live in one of those old houses that have a space between the inner and the outer wall, and if you insulate the roof uh, to a certain thickness, you can save about £300 from the average bill, which is pretty substantial. If the average bill is about 1000 uh, I think it's £200 at the moment, that's quite a big saving. How much does it cost to do it, though? It costs quite a lot to do it. So mm. the thing is, is that uh, double glazing as well, that's that's massively expensive, about £300 per window. Mm. But the savings you get, they think it should pay for itself within one or two years. So that's what you've got to look at, is whether the outlaying cost is going to be recouped in a sufficient period of time. Mm. And what about finally, um, it's been in the news this week, renewable energy. So some households have been actually um, creating their own energy by putting solar panels on the roof or even installing little mini wind turbines, depending on where you live in the country. Um, and you could have benefited from government subsidies for this. Is that going to continue? We're not sure. So we're expecting an announcement to come out either this week or next week. But it's looking fairly unlikely, which is a shame, actually. So the deal was that if you were using renewable energy in your home, so if you installed solar panels, and you were then, even if you were using that energy yourself, you would still be paid by the government about £1,200 every single year. There are a lot of suppliers out there who would fit these panels for free in exchange for this £1,200 every year. 
thinking that over 10 years they'd get back the money they'd spent installing the solar panels. We now think that that might be cut by as much as 40%, maybe even more. So for those people that actually spent the money to install their own solar panels, that's going to be quite a substantial loss they're making. For the companies that install solar panels for free, they're saying that that business model is no longer sustainable if they can't get back the same amount of money. So we may see a drop-off in that. Hmm. So maybe... uh hold fire on installing solar panels for now until we know more but uh, definitely some other really great top tips there thank you very much for that Elaine and if you would like to read more about how to cut your energy bills look out for Elaine's article on the matter in FT Money this weekend but that's all for this week's FT Money show remember you can get weekday news updates on our website ft.com forward slash money and you can read and comment on our latest blog posts at ft.com forward slash money matters and follow us on twitter at FT Money We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Joe, Elaine and our special guest, Rob Bergman from Brindolphin. Goodbye. Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.